0: Second breakfast. I'm Ez, and I'm Matt, and uh, today we're talking about the Sworn Sword Hedge Knight Part Two, right?
1: And so far, we've just listened to the first half. Of y- this yeah, we've been listening. We got the A Knight of Seven Kingdoms audiobook, um, which is the three Duncan Egg stories, and they're split up into. Um, and so this is kind of part three of our Dunkin' Egg series, which is, makes it the yeah, the first half of the Hedge Knight two Sworn Sword. Right. Okay. Wow, well, just um yeah. So it um
0: it's it starts off, Matt, uh, with well when we left off in the last book, um, Dunk has taken Egg, Egon. Yep as his squire. Yes. So his father Makar is like, Okay. That's fine. That's fine, go for it and they set off to Dorne yep right and so we don't really we get like little flashbacks about what happened there yeah which is really cool um but
1: when this picks up I think it's about a year after the first I think he had he had said it about a year yeah yep
0: just about a year and a half so um you know they're back in
1: the reach is Mm -hmm. that right in the right place yeah they're returning from dusk which is like Uh d-o-s-k which I had to like look up what that was and where that is Um, right Hmm, because a lot in, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a trading town near Stanfast in the Reach. Okay, yep, cool beans, and, and we, remember,
0: this is a hedge knight, so we, this is following the tales of Duncan Egg and, and, and Dunk, Sir Duncan the Tall is a hedge knight. Um, the book is called The Sworn Sword. He has pledged his sword, um, to the Oz, the House of Osgray, essentially, so, you, is it Eustace? Yeah. useless useless yeah <laughs> uh eustace i think is yeah, it. yeah eustace yeah e- eustace Osgray, and um so they controlled like towns of like you said dosk and little dosk and brandy bottom brandy bottom um we had to look all these different places up so it's it's interesting where did, on this map here where was that at so you said the reach right mm-hmm. okay so i'm thinking look what what's the bigger this is the Reach is uh, the Tyrells. That's the bigger, bigger okay, house. Yeah. Right. so down here. Okay. All
1: right. Because they say Lord Rowan is, like, the over... Yeah, isn't... Yeah, that's his. That's their overlord. Right. Um, but then House Rowan, I think House... I believe... I think House Tyrell is, like, a new house by the time Game of Thrones rolls around. Or it's, like, newly in power. I don't think that the Tyrells were always in power.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So, um... This starts off there, basically, they have a couple wine casks and they're trying to get them back mm. um, what's that to to sir Osgood Go ahead. okay, and uh, they come across on, on their way they come across a couple um, two guys who are dead in this cage and and um, Duncan's talking to egg and says they probably were you know thieves and it sounds like the um, someone had you know put them there for punishment or what have you, right. but they come to um, a river with with their cask. So get these wine, they're trying to take them back to Oz um gray and they come across Bennis the Brown. Yeah. yeah, Sir Bennis. Uh yeah, he call uh Dunk calls him the Brown Knight. Yeah, the Brown Knight. So um they come across him and they notice um they hadn't been gone that long and this river is dried up. Yeah. It is hot, it is a it is you know, Yeah,
1: you're close yeah, you're close. you're getting close to Doran, so it's you know
0: Yeah and so it's really hot in this area and like they're going through a drought mm-hmm. and a lot of people are talking that it's the kinslayer this whole thing after um you know the, the tourney in ashford where um where Baylor had been struck by makar his brother and right. killed and so really what happens is that um and there was actually what's we just came out of what's called the great spring sickness yeah so it's interesting that we got to get the context here is that because right now we have the, the king who is reigning is actually King Ares Targaryen the First. Yes. And so he was able to ascend because Baylor was killed at the Tourney of Ashford. And um, also Baylor's sons, Valar and I don't know, is it is it I don't know how to say the other guy's name, but his his two sons were killed. Or they not killed, they they died in the Great Spring sickness. Yeah. Right. So so then Ares is actually the next in line
1: and he steps up and is now the, the ruling. king. Right. Which is kind of the, I that's kind of like one of the underlying themes of these books is like really kind of what's happening to all these Targaryens because mm-hmm. how do we get from the first book where there's like a bunch right, yeah. to <laughs> where we are in a song of ice and fire where, where there's like one, right. you know what I mean? Like, right? It, it, it's it's a big deal, and I think as I was listening to this, I kept thinking, "Boy, Matt and I
0: have got to really look at this Blackfire Rebellion, like the yeah. the Black Dragon versus the Red Dragon, and really look into that because right now King Ares, um his reign is troubled by sickness, drought, war. Um, you've got the Blackfire Pretenders and their allies of uh, there's they were a part of this old rebellion, and people were really kind of divided in who they. Uh, supported and things like that so just to kind of set all of that up another interesting thing as we we're providing context to where the story is um lord Bloodraven. raven yeah, yeah here's number two just to talk about because they mentioned him early on in the book so i'm not sure if it was before they got to the river or after i think it was before because dunk is talking about all these different just sort of helping set the stage and things i don't, I don't know he's thinking about who rules this land and he, who he's pledged his allegiance to and his sword to and things and as he's thinking about these things he he thinks about um, Brendan Rivers who's actually called Lord Bloodraven right okay he was the legitimized uh, bastard bastard of Aegon the 4th is that right yeah is it Aegon the 4th cuz oh Aegon the 5th yeah okay yep. yeah, that's right that's right okay Aegon the 4th Targaryen, which could so. theoretically
1: make Jon snow agon <laughs> <the> six <laughs> yeah i could <laughs> theoretically right in right.
0: the show we'll see yeah so lord Bloodraven, we did so i was looking at this and i had thought i had heard it referenced and i was just like wait a second this guy and when i when i the birthmark yeah and, and all that stuff i was like what is going on here and i looked and kept looking up the the different trees and stuff and it ends up being in the books the three-eyed
1: crow and thread crow and the, crow. And the, show, yeah, the show and the show the Thread raven right yeah so we're going with the books we're saying yep. the 3 crow <laughs> um i'll uh, probably unfortunately still end up calling him yeah, Thread raven and the i'm raven. just so it just it makes me, all yeah. More
0: sense. yeah but um so it's interesting they just they keep referencing this lord blood raven you know he has a missing eye and he's now the hand of the king um, so king Ares makes him his hand and everyone kind of thinks that lord blood raven is Um, essentially controlling or is a sorcerer and is controlling um, King Ares. And that's really interesting. I mean, he's a green seer. They say the children of the forest say he's the last of the green seers. Um, So there's that whole piece where um, he had, he played a big part in the, in the rebellion and helping put it down. And so now he's in a really
1: big position of, of power. Yeah. Okay. And that is one, one of the things I'll say that's kind of interesting about this book is that, the first dunk or the first Duncan egg um, hedge night uh-huh. it's mostly just pretty centralized around dunk I mean yeah. really just dunk actually yeah, just, just, you're right just dunk and then like you're kind of getting some of these pieces but this book it's like okay we're expanding the universe and this was released uh, mm-hmm. in 2003 okay so that is after a feast for crows had come out no wait after A Storm of Swords had come out, excuse me. Okay, okay. So, yeah. That's
0: interesting because then the first reference that we see, I think, is in A Feast of Crows where Maester Eamon tells uh, Samuel Tarly that uh, that Brendan accompanied him to the Wall. Um, and so was so Maester Eamon went to the Wall, he was also accompanied by Brendan and Sir Duncan the Tall. Yeah. So yeah, that, there's one of your references to Sir Duncan the Tall in the original series. And they go to the Night's Watch. And actually, Brendan Rivers becomes Lord Commander yep. there. So, I, I'm interested to see what happens. You know, what was it that? What's got going on to
1: the wall? Can I you stop know? you real quick, guys? Yeah, yeah. What's going on with these Lord Commanders? Because isn't it isn't it that you're supposed to go to the Nights Watch and then like you're kind of never supposed to be heard again, right? But we have possibly the night King is a night commander. Uh-huh. We have Brendan rivers who becomes the three eyed crow or three eyed Raven. Who's a Lord commander. And then we have John snow who at least we know in the show. I mean, theoretically in the book, I'm probably going to say that's safe to assume, uh-huh. uh, like dies, comes back again. Is a secret Targaryen might be Azor high. I mean, what's right, I going know, know. on <laughs> with these Lord <laughs> Commanders? Yeah, There's like, supposed to be these. I mean, they're controversial figures.
0: Something happened, and they get. Why is what, you know, what is it that sent you there? You could just join the Nights Watch.
1: Yeah, but mostly the high. I think I think the way that they kind of tell make it seem in the series is that like if you're in like a huge house mm-hmm. or you have like a ton of kids, you're going to send like one of them to. To the, wall. to the wall because yeah. I mean it's like even the Targaryen okay we're going to send Maester Aemon mm-hmm. to the wall because there at that point there were so many yeah. and so I think that's kind of the idea is that like maybe if you have so many it's kind of like okay well I'll send one of them to the wall as like my duty to the realm yeah and I think you know
0: Maester Aemon being I mean he decided to become just a maester and go to Old Town I like, think once he gets his assignment they decide yeah we're going to escort him up there and things like that so maybe Aemon chose the wall but you're right most people they're just sending someone to get because I think it was more of like a it is turned into you're going to send like the like, robbers and right like john snow john snow went because he was like ned stark's
1: bastard right and his uncle yeah also went there just of his own yeah but he's yeah but he had but he still had um rickard stark mm-hmm. and ned and Lyanna. so it wasn't yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. it wasn't like brandon that's their dad right i always forget yeah. Yeah. yeah didn't have like heirs set up or anything well that's what i mean is that that's yeah. why i hid there that's why uh john's uncle that's why yeah. he decided to go i think is because... and i'm sure for the starks it's probably different if you because it's like yeah. well that's kind of like that's right there and they're all about it but yeah. i mean these other houses I don't, yeah the other yeah. houses yeah like, like houses further south yeah. yeah like i don't think we've i've ever heard of a dornish person being at the wall
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah i haven't either really actually
0: um so, yeah, anyways, j- just interesting uh, information on the Blood Raven. Some interesting quotes about him just from um, A Dance of Dragons I thought was kind of... Melisandre has a really interesting... When she sees the Blood Raven or the Three-Eyed Crow or the Three-Eyed Raven in her flame, she says, A face took shape within the hearth. Stannis, she thought, for just a moment. But no, these were not his features. A wooden face, corpse white. Was this the enemy? A thousand red eyes floated in the rising flames. He sees me. Beside him, a boy with a wolf's face threw back his head and howled. I thought it was really cool, just to kind of... Because they do talk about... One of the sayings we keep hearing in this book is how many eyes does...
1: The Blood know, Raven the have. The
0: Raven have, yeah. He has one, but he has a thousand. Right. So he's also the spy master, too. Sort of like, you know, he has this network of spies and things that he's able to... Kind of like Varys. Right? Yeah. I mean for those of you who have read the main series. So anyways, just really interesting. Um, and then Leaf says to Bran Stark in, in A Dance of Dragons, um, most of him has gone into the tree. Uh, he has lived beyond his mortal span, and yet he lingers for us, for you, for the realm of men. Only little strength remains in his flesh. He has a thousand eyes and one, but there is much to watch. One day you will know. I just thought this was really cool, because I, I was like, wow, clear back... Here with you know Sir Duncan the Tall, and in this Duncan Egg uh, series, we have this Bloodraven connection, Aemon Targaryen, and it's just sort of like I think Gur's a fan of the Targaryens. We we kind of see them as the villain out the gate, don't we? That's that's how we kind of see them in A Game of Thrones, and in the first and second and third book. But then we start to learn about the Targaryens, and basically you know the Doom of Valeria, and now we're learning about you know the um, this summer of. What is it? Uh, or, I'm sorry, a spring of, of sickness that had taken a lot of them and stuff. So you almost start to really feel for them, right? And it's just yeah. like there's a lot of, I don't know, it's, it's super cool actually to kind of see this. So anyway, right, let's move on. So he's thinking about that, and he notices that. So Dunk, we're back to Dunk, and he's traveling with the wine, and he sees the brown knight, and the river has gone dry. Right? Yeah. It's gone dry, completely dry, and he and, thought
1: and the strange. The brown, the brown knight kind of quickly he's like i'm sure it's just the drought right i'm sure it's just the drought don't look into it right do you think he wouldn't because i don't yeah, know do you think I he wouldn't and- i i see we haven't we haven't read the next part yeah we have not and this isn't like where i've seen just stuff and research before before um so yeah i i think he does it. the brown and something about that guy and we'll get yeah. to it later so next they next is when they they go back to the oh god uh which one? The well, first thing. First they go check out the the dam, right? Yeah, they go
0: check out the dam because 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 um oh uh, yeah, there we go because Sir Dunk doesn't know. Like he goes down in there, he goes down in the river, he turns over a rock, and he realizes oh it's still moist under here, it's still wet, this is right. still kind of muddy, this has not been dried up for quite some time. It's been like a
1: more recently yeah. So Dunk's starting to think like oh maybe like they're damming up the river so that somebody else will get right. water, right? They're so stealing he, their water, right?
0: But it was really what I'm thinking so interesting that the Brown Knight really tries to dissuade him from going to go check it out right but then when he gets there he's just like dunk the lunk have to go you know looking yeah. into things and stuff and yeah so- and but
1: and, and, and it it definitely appears as if the brown knight and dunk have some sort of history it seems like you know yeah, yeah.
0: And, and they do t- so um, they touch on that a little a bit a little bit yes yeah, sir Sir arlen uh P- Pennytree fought with him uh, but sir Bennis sir brown is, is a little older right um he talks about pinching him remember like yep. he pinches and he, and he and he refuses to call
1: dunk sir duncan
0: right that's right yeah because yeah, of just their past and stuff so but yeah they check it out and when they're at the dam you know um, dunk is really just he's trying to be like this honorable good he's just like a through and through good guy always right. just you know knows the rules and and is and plays by the rules right but um the brown knight goes over to, to one of the workers. He sees him digging trenches and stuff, and he sticks a sword in him, yep. and kind of says, you know, what are you guys doing here? He pricks him, draws a little blood, and then that he- cuts his face, too, doesn't Cuts it? his face, yeah. Dunks like, yeah, you should not have should done that. Should not have done that. And it was a big no-no, and they're just, they're just inquiring. They're just investigating. They're, they think it's wrong, they, because they know they're in, in their lands, you know, crops aren't growing, right. and there's a big drought, and I mean, there is there, too, as well, but- They've dammed up the water. And so it's yep. like, what the heck is going on? So they go back to Sir Eustace um Osgray. Yeah. And they are going to report this to him. They've got to tell him, you know, what's up, what's going on with all of this. So um as they do that, um, it's just you start to get to know the Osgrays and the house of mm-hmm. osgrey which I thought was really interesting. So let's see what I have here. I want to talk about a little bit. Um, Let's see a little bit. Some early history with the Osgrays here. They're, they're established at least like a thousand years before the conquest. They used to be the marshals. They, keep, they, were, they mentioned this several times in the book. Mm-hmm. The marshals of the North March. Okay. Under House Gardner,
1: which is interesting. Yeah. Um, During, uh, it, it, so by the, time, by the time we get to the sworn Sword, though, there's like, it's like one... It's like Oz the Grey. house is like, yeah, not even, yeah. not even anything. There's nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You,
0: you literally have, and actually that's the sad part is that you have um, Eustace Osgray
1: is like the last of his name mm-hmm. actually. And he's, and he's their, their, co- co- their, their, uh, sigil is, what well, I, I found really surprising. It's a lion, mm-hmm. but it's like green, it got like green and yellow checkers. So I was like, yeah. Oh, are they like some sort of target or Lannister thing? But right. nope, it's just a no. lion. Yeah. Yeah, and they call it, like,
0: the, when they reference the water, they call it the, the checky water. Yeah. You know, the, the, it's it's checky land and stuff. So it's, it's just kind of cool because we see, like, a really small, basically, like, well, often when we talk about Westeros, we talk about... Huge houses. Huge houses, yeah. So you've got um, just, like, like, the North and the Starks and yeah. Winterfell. Yeah, know? and those are the overlords. Right, exactly. And we don't really get yeah. a chance to kind of look at the the underlords and sort of like, you know, yeah. when they say we're going to call our banners, like this is someone who he owes an allegiance, his liege Lord, yeah.
1: you know, is uh, was that right. A, and so that's why, throwing. like, that's why, like when you see, I guess really the person you see it with the most in the show, <clears throat> haven't got there in the book yet is the Mormons little bear. Right. right? And exactly. she's like, she's like house, <laughs> house Mormon has 53 men. And they're right. like, uh, right. Yeah. Well, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, because it's like isn't the Battle of the Bastards supposed to, like I th- I think they like say in the book it's like or it's gonna it looks like it's gonna be like thirty thousand or you know it's gonna be like a huge amount of troops. Yeah, but I mean originally though, yeah, when they're looking for for people, it seems like they can't. Yeah, get anybody, you know. Yeah. And, like, and so they when they're smaller smaller like house. when they're like, oh, we have fifty three men.
0: They're like, uh, okay, okay, <laughs> fifty three <laughs> more than we had, you know. But still, yeah, they can't win over the bigger houses, right. which is interesting. So you have some. You know, it's, it's basically you're measured by, like, the land, the number of men you have, all that right. sort of stuff. It's, 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 it's really interesting to look at some of the – so that's what we're doing in this book, which is neat. We're getting to kind of look at some of the smaller um, houses and stuff. So, um, again, they once were the Marshals of the North, Mar- Marshals of the North March. And um, really what happened to them – we find this out later, but I'm going to talk about it right now – is that during the Fire Rebellion, they took sides – with the black dragon
1: yep uh so Damon blackfire yep. Damon blackfire whose, shield, whose sigil is the reverse it's a right red shield with a black dragon as right. opposed to the black shield with a red red dragon that's
0: right that's right so he's the he's known as the black dragon yeah and so that was really interesting to me because the place where they're in opposite the two places that you have opposition here you have Coldmoat which is where the Red Widow is that we're going to get to her in a second. Mm-hmm. She is the one who had dammed up this she had yeah. created the dam, you know, her her people. And then he's at where's he at? Is it stand fast stand or,
1: fast? Is it stand or, fast? Yep, stand fast and Coldmoat formally like they used to be they used to roll, roll
0: yeah cold, cold. Now now Coldmoat is where they go, but like it's it this is one cuz apparently um there were there were larger castle the, the largest castle that they had was Coldmoat. Um which was raised by one of the Osgrays at one point. And there were other little castles. And so it seems like Standfast, where he's at now, is like the second largest or the third uh, castle there. And so, you know, Sir Eustace, like, he's kind of like, he should rule a larger area and all of his lands, but they've been kind of given away and he's lost all of this, ground was well, basically because of his support of Damon Blackfire and that rebellion. Yeah. Because Damon Blackfire lost, you know, and so you start to kind of, you know, figure that out. And and another thing that's interesting, he lost um, so many, you know, people. He lost his Edwin, Harold, Adam, Osgray, He lost all of his sons. His daughter is actually taken to King's Landing and she is, um, she's kept as like a like a hostage, really, yeah. sort of like, um, Greyjoy was for Ned Stark, and the the his wife ends up killing herself because all of her sons are dead, and then her daughter dies actually in the spring of sickness, and so he's he's left. That's all. It's just him, you know. So when he speaks. And again, the, the guy that narrates this does such a good job. But he's very soft spoken when he speaks, and he's just yeah. really reminiscent. Always kind of giving us the history. He gives us a lot of history on this Blackfire Rebellion. Oh, it's, is, well,
1: it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and, and actually, it kind of could end up being a big deal in the it's in the main series. Yeah, it could be. And, and I think it's coming. We're getting into like the second rebellion.
0: Like we have more yep. of that coming up here. I think is what we're we're gearing up for. But um, <clears throat> so anyways. Just some interesting, he gives us some more context, and, and but he takes offense to this idea. He starts to reminisce about the checky water and how yeah. his sons played it and fished in it. And, you know, that, that water has been in our land. And, like, are you kidding me? They've dammed it up and they're taking it from us. He's like, I won't have it, you know. Mm-hmm. He tells Dunk and he tells Bennis uh, Brown, which sounds like he has, like, two knights yeah he just got
1: those two knights right yeah well so and two hedge knights i mean yeah i mean he only has like those two hedge knights and then when Duncan and eustace go talk to him and he's like we'll gather people from like the villages and then sir eustace is like oh we're gonna get like you know he talks about the farmer he's like you have like you have like basically 10 farmers and like a oh, couple yeah. of them don't even know how to hold you know, like oh no, like they never a, use a, a pitchfork, let alone a oh yeah, let alone like yeah. a bow or yeah, like those, a bow, yeah, of, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it ends
0: up that there's there's like eight of them, yeah, right, and that was interesting. Let me see where I started talking about that because they what do they call them like watts? Yeah, or something. Yeah, they something were weird. like yeah. I thought it was like their. It wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was a weird. Or, but um, so Doug's rallying troops and he gets all. He, he had twelve, but then two were too old. Two were too young or three were too young. I can't remember. Um, and basically, so we, we're down to eight. He has eight, you know, uh, men that are ready to fight. And he meets them, talks to them, and ends up giving them names. They try to name them by their villages. And then they try to name them by their, um, by like the food that they harvest in their village. And they come up with different names for these different um, for these different guys, and that actually gets to Egg a little bit, because Egg, right after this, the first meeting where they basically had kind of got their eight folk together, and they're they're getting ready to maybe go tear the dam down or face off against the Red Widows' knights and her farmers that she's going to gather or whatever. Because these are two smaller houses, you know, warring against one another essentially. Um, Dunk is taking a bath, and that's a great reference back to the first, the Hedge Knight book, where, where um, Penny Tree had always told Dunk to take a bath at certain times and yep. things, you know. So, he's taking a bath, and Egg talks to him about, why do we name these, these you know, these eight? Yeah. It's almost just like, they're just going to die, you know? Yeah. You know they're going to die. You're like, he can see it. And so, Egg's just sort of like, he, he's starting to realize that this is not good. We're we're on the wrong side. We're on, we're on a side that's not going to win, essentially. Right. And, and he, that and Egg's never been in a situation like that because his family's always
1: ruled right.
0: for you know. And so what does Egg decide to do? He he tries to, he starts to say, Let me just tell my, them my
1: My name, name. yeah. He wants right. to use his boot. Like it's like it's yeah, he's like got, it, so he's got like a sigil on it, maybe yeah, or something. Yeah, he's got a sigil on it, but or it's like he he can use it as like a as like a calling card, it's almost like the bat signal. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think he has some other things on him that he could pull out that would identify him yeah. right away
1: as a Targaryen. And I'm sure, and, so, and I'm sure that all of the night. I mean, they, regardless of the fact that in this conversation, Dunks like we don't. The whole point is nobody's supposed to know, right? Um, that that you know, I'm sure all of the Kingsguard and everything, which the King guard Kingsguard still patrol, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. roads yeah. and stuff. I'm sure all of them know that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure is. they've been told. Yeah, so just in case he were to
0: identify himself or need aid, he could call on aid when he needs to. And also, no... Which, I'm, I'm curious if that's going to be foreshadowing for something. I wonder too, yeah, because I, there's no way I think that may even be foreshadowing for this book, because it was a big deal that... We'll get to it in a second, but like we'll yeah. get there. Okay. But like um, Egg was told by his father, Makar, to keep his hair shaved and yep. to tell no man his real name. Yeah. And Dunk reminds him that right there. So now something interesting right after the bath, mm-hmm. um, they're talking about just getting ready and stuff. They're still going out, back out the next day to train. They got to train. They yep. got to get these guys ready to go. But before that, they yeah, prefer to it. sleep on the roof. Yeah. You remember this part? Yeah. They sleep up on the roof and uh, eggs already
1: up there to sleep. And when dunk falls asleep, he has a dream. Yeah. Dunk, dunk has a dream of when he was in Dorne and he had to bury chestnut. Yeah yep it's and it's sad and and, don't and you know and now so he's lost he lost one horse in the last book right uh, who, uh well, sweetfoot he? Sweet remember Sweet he had to sell it That's he had to right. sell it and then he still yeah. had chestnut and right. he had thunder thunder yeah and but then he said he he gained more horses because they gave him some before they left mm-hmm. yeah um so he got some like targaryen horses yeah and so yeah but he said as soon as he got the door and chestnut just couldn't do it anymore so right. he had to bury chestnut and like you know, he started to cry right. and there's like dream. This yeah. Is he's dreaming. So. Yeah. There's these like Dornish guards standing over him and they were kind of jerks and right. They're kind of laughing at him, kind of laughing at him. And then he had like, saw Sir Arlen and Sir Arlen was like, well, gee, dunk, you didn't even cry when I died. Right. And then, um, <laughs> gee, uh, Baylor, you know, was right d- in doing the same thing. Right. He, he was kind of like, well, gee, I, what did I'm a, I was like supposed to be King. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. To, I was a prince and, and going to be King and you didn't
0: shed a tear for me. Um, and then Valar, Baylor's son, who he came across there, uh, appears to Dunk and says, why would the gods take my father and leave you? And right. he just, that was said in the first book, and it's just sort of like it came back to sort of haunt him in this dream.
1: Um, and, Do you think there's going to be a showdown between Dunk and Valar at some point? Oh, no. Actually, so what happened in the spring... Oh, that's right. Velar
0: died. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. Velar died. Of I thought sickness.
0: there was too. I, in the last one, I was like, "Oh crap!" I was like, "That's what's going to happen." Because Velar yeah. was one of the champions. Yep. And I, and he, you know, to be a champion, he was no yeah. slouch. I mean, right. that was one. That was one of the guys that he was picking towards. But yeah, I, didn't, I just and you, and it's so subtle. It was so easy to miss that. Like, I was like, "Wait a second, how does Ares get become, yep. you know, the new king?" Um, I get that because the other king had to, had to have died. So, yep. so Damon, yeah, right, yeah. or is it Damon or dare? Uh, we'll back up to the top here. It was Ares father, uh, Daron, Daron the yeah. second, um, ends up dying from that sickness. And so do his two nephews is just yeah. what it says. So you're thinking what his two, his two nephews and you go yeah, back that's and a you big look deal, yeah. and it's like, it was Baylor's sons who died. Right. So that was interesting. But, um, let me think here. So where was I at? Oh yeah. So, the the dream really i think shakes dunk big time yeah and you find out afterwards like when he thinks back on the dream he's like well i didn't even bury chestnut and he goes i wasn't actually crying although i wanted to cry and he was like the dornish said there was no time and they actually ended up giving the horse to like it just to the to the land just i don't know fed some maybe a dog i can't remember if they fed their dogs or something um but that that dream just really sticks with him, and so then well, and he the, goes. And
1: the dream ends with like him with like dunk, with Egg dying, and he can't save him.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The dying of Benis, the Brown, the Knight, Which... all of the other guys, and Egg
1: yeah yeah so it ends. With, so exactly
0: he it ends up with obviously I'll, I'll just leave it at that yeah which which
1: uh we'll <laughs> just leave it at that. right
0: so so that that bothers him big time he's having this dream thinking that this could
1: happen you know what i mean like i could lose all these guys and and egg and remember and, at this about about this point in the first book there's another vision so that's right so kind of some parallels here yep. between the, the, these that's books. Right. that's right so um so
0: anyways they the continue training. Uh, it's going pretty slow. And Dunk, he's dwelling on his dream. He just keeps thinking about it. Um, and he actually decides to go to um, Sir Osgray and just say, hey, there's got to be another way. There has to be another way to do this. And Sir Osgrave uh, brings up the blood price. Yep. And the fact that maybe I could. Maybe I could send you and I could give a silver for the guy who was cut. Yep. And three to, you know, um...
1: What is her actual name? It's like Weber. Uh, 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 what is it? Rowana. It's, uh, it's like Rhea. Rhea. Rhea Weber. Raya. Okay. Who? Uh, man, she becomes a, like kind of a big, big deal. Yeah, big deal later. Oh shoot! I
0: don't even tell me. But I don't. Even, I don't even. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's neat is that when a name comes up, you almost have to stop in these books and like go look up these names and, and try to find the connections. So pretty neat but so he says to dunk there is another way he goes but i can't go there he starts talking about no you're right it is it's
1: like rohan rohan yeah it's
0: anna yeah it's like
1: r-o-h-a-n-n-e yeah yeah yeah. okay
0: weber so anyways she's the red widow and so but uh osgrace talk is talking about cold moat and he says that if you look in the stone you will see the checky lion he said you'll see it in stone and uh, later on you actually do see it in stone you see that that was their
1: castle but there are new banners over yeah uh, which old stone so yeah so one thing i want to say i was thinking about this is that this is why in the main series we hear daenerys say that she wants to break the wheel Mm -hmm. because even so it's not just that oh it's all just in game of thrones or the main series that these houses are like Oh, if I can pit, if I can do this, I can gain a little more power. It does go way back to here, and yeah. even something as small as, well, I'm going to steal water from this one tiny little castle. Yeah, like it's still, you know, influence power, yep. and it's yeah,
0: yeah. All these things are just so interconnected, and just just keeping track of them, it's 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 really cool. Um, but so, so Eustace um, decides to to send Dunk. In his stead. There were, oh, this, it's interesting how, why he can't go. So, Sir Eustace can't go himself um, because he swore he would never go back to Coldmoat. And it's because of this, was a really weird sort of spot. But as he's reminiscing about his sons and going to the war, um, they lost someone who, the guy that was foraging for food. Yeah. And he mentions it several times. Like, he, he foraged food. What was his name? Um. D- I have it here, Dake. They talk about Dake. He forged for us in the yeah. war. Um and this is actually the point where he mentions that um I think Dake was taken by either the Red Widow or someone there at at um at cold Moat and was tossed in was put in a sack and, and tossed into the water and drowned. You remember that part? Yeah. So he swore that he would never go back there and he just thinks but I don't know how how Dake was Yeah, he was put in a sack with rocks, which was sewn shut, and then he was drowned in the moat of Coldmoat. Yeah. And for some reason, you know, so I don't remember exactly how how close he was to Sir Eustace, but I think... His, yeah, his allegiance, yeah, was just House Osgrave. It doesn't say anything else. Right. So, anyways, he forged for them, and it was just one of those things. It was, one, it was a close, obviously, like either a close friend or someone who was close and, and helped him get back from the war or on the way uh, to the yeah, war. Yeah, he was
1: trained with Eustace Osgrave's sons. His sons. He was close with Adam and Harold. Yeah. yeah. So exactly, and he went off to fight. Yeah, during for the Osgrays during the Black. Kind of like a
0: good family friend, close to his boys, and yep. you know it re- probably reminded him of his boys because I think his boys were killed in yeah. the war, and then I think um, Dake made it made made it out. And am I right or am I wrong about that? As they're foraging on the way back, he gets caught. Yeah, like doing s- stealing, stealing yep. essentially, and then is 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 killed. So anyway, so so Sir Dunk has to go um and and meet the Red Widow. And yep. it's hysterical because he doesn't know how to talk to a lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, what am I gonna do so, well, I
1: think even leading up to this, there is like this kind of like this book, like he's thinking like he's kind of thinking of Tenzel a little bit oh, yeah, and, the reference, and yeah. egg is like girls, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. there, there is kind of this talk about like what they're doing. And it is kind of funny when he's talking about thinking about how he should talk to her and egg is like, well, I think maybe you should like compliment, compliment. her, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just really funny. Well, it's just really funny. The compliments egg says is like, oh, you should just well, tell her yeah. her eyes are really pretty. And they're like thinking like because maybe she, she sounds like she's really old. Yeah. And so he's like, then there was, like, even somebody who said, like, there's a lot of rumors about her. Right. And somebody was like, well, I think she only has one eye. And he's like, he's like well, your eye matches the color of your, your dress yeah, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah.
0: Or he's like the, the, yeah. Oh, I have a quote, actually, for that here in a second. I don't know on his way there. But actually, before that, Oz Grey actually really likes Sir Dunk. Really likes Sir Dunk the yeah. Doll. And actually, to the point where he says that he wishes his daughter were still alive or that the gods would have spared her so that she could have married or he could have had Dunk marry yeah. his daughter. And he just keeps thinking about his kids. You just see this guy, yeah. this old guy who's just torn up about his past and lost his whole family. I really feel for him. But at the same time, it's almost like he doesn't really care about these other eight. He does care about them, but he's he's ready to go out when, when one last yeah, sort of like we'll we'll meet him on the battlefield and just be done. Yeah. I die, I die. He has nothing really left to live for. Yeah, essentially. So, except for these memories and maybe getting some of his land back and, and his honor and things like that. Yeah. So. But
1: he doesn't have any kids, so it's not even like he has any heirs. Or... Right. Yeah. He's got nothing. So.
0: So, anyways, um, so Dunk prepares to travel to Coldmoat. Um, he's going to negotiate with, um, with uh, Lady Weber. And he's uh, been married four times. He's been married four times. Exactly. Yeah. And he keeps thinking, like you had said, Tanzel too tall is referenced several times. Um, he, uh, egg explains that, um, Oh yeah. That she has no children as, as well with those right. four, the, those four husbands, which we find out why sort of, right. You know? Um, but according to, well, actually according to egg demons took her children, you know, yeah, <laughs> a little reference. You can see where he's just like a, a young kid who's listening to all these different stories and stuff. Um, and actually an interesting thing, when Egg starts to talk about demons and potions and things like that, he says that one of his sisters, okay, puts a love potion into his drink when he's younger, so that when if he were to ever gain power, he would marry that sister. You remember that part? Isn't that kind yeah. of weird? And I wonder if that is
1: the sister that he ends up taking May, maybe. I, but but and then but then Dunk says He's like it's just so it's so weird how to egg on didn't see, that incest it, doesn't seem odd not at all not at all it's just actually natural he's just assuming he's
0: going to marry one of his sisters yeah and his sisters did it too because they wanted to be picked by their little brother you know egg yeah so they throw a love potion in his drink and once he finds out he spits it out obviously because yeah. he's not you know, he's not having any of that you know so uh, but that was just like a little funny reference and I'm, I want to go back and look later to see if the one because they mentioned both their names. And I want to see if it's the one that puts the love potion in is the one who ends up actually being uh, his wife. Yeah. yeah. So they talk about that. Um, They talk about being married, the Kings guard girls egg just says he wants to be in the Kings guard. And he talks about how basically that would be, um, you know, there's a vow where you're not allowed to marry when you get into the Kings guard. He's like, I don't want to, you know, he doesn't want, he just wants to protect his King and, you know he wants to be a knight. That's all he cares. He just loves the idea of being a knight. So him being a squire is a big deal. So, all right, <clears throat> um, egg. Also, so after it's it's decided they're going to Coldmoat, egg now um, is trying to convince Doug or uh, excuse me Dunk to um, let him go as his squire. He is his squire, but he says let me go with you to Coldmoat. It'll look better, etc and you know um nope. like, no because like that's way. not at all who he marries it's
1: not at all he doesn't even marry a sister doesn't he who's he marry uh betha blackwood Ooh, okay that's kind of a thing is Are that his sister's he, even still alive then at that is time? actually i remember this i remember i was reading about this and uh he, egg on or egg mm-hmm. uh make, makes it a big deal where he wants to be able to marry for love oh and he, he cool. wants his kids to be able to marry
0: that's cool yeah. then that's a good reference there he spits out the love potion
1: yep what if he wouldn't have spit out the love potion <laughs> yeah, the, I'm acting like it's yeah. A the daughter of Lore, of uh, yeah. I'm trying to see. I don't want any spoilers or anything else. Um, that's really cool though. That and actually, we don't know if she lived. If she, died. We, there's nothing about her death. Okay. So cool. The, theoretically, it could still be alive or goes or, off. Or there's more has to secret, her story. Or has a secret. Secret kid connections or to someone or else. Like or, that, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Really cool. Um. All right. So egg goes to Sir Eustace and he persuades. Um, Sir Eustace to tell Dunk that it looks more you're going to look better if you walk in there with a squire. So you have to take your squire. No getting around it. So Egg gets what he wants, um, which is which is awesome. So Egg gets all dressed up. They start talking about what um, Sir Dunk's going to wear, which is this really nice garb from down in Dorne. It's mm-hmm. This painted on his elm tree and the and the mm-hmm. falling shooting star, yeah. which is which is really neat. Um, <clears throat> so then as they go, they're getting ready to go. Sir Eustace decides. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to yep. go halfway. I can't go all the way, but I'm going to go halfway or, or three fourths of the way and show you you know the the way there, which is kind of cool. And, it is. But as soon as he does, this is where you get more of that. He actually asked the question about Arlen of Pennytree. He decides to he has to, decides to ask who did he fight for, and because he knows that Pennytree fought in the Blackfire Rebellion, was it the Red Dragon or the Black? And you know, Dunk decides I'm his sworn sword. And so I owe it to him to tell him the truth. And he, and he says, uh, he basically tells him that Penny tree fought for the red dragon. And, and, and then, you know, honestly, it's not a bad, you know, Sir Eustace talks about there are a lot of good men who died on both sides. And, you know, it was sort of, a kind of get caught up in these higher Lords, you know, game of Thrones.
1: Yeah. You know? Really? That's so, yeah. I mean,
0: what it is. And so, um, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of neat. They, you got more um, back and forth story. Oh, that was what was neat was is they were talking about how um, who the true hero of that rebellion was. Yeah. So it's always, you know, Balor Breakspear, mm-hmm. um, who died in the first book at the, at the trial of, of the seven um, or the attorney of Ashford. He dies. But in that Blackfire rebellion, he came up from the south, from the rear and basically was over to uh, was able to overtake some of the blackfires and that's basically he, they say he won a lot of, like he was a big part of winning that war and it's neat to hear sir Eustace say no It was actually a lot of lot to do with the blood raven and it was a lot to do that you know they talked about how Damon uh, blackfire fought his way through all these different really big opponents and takes on some of the king's guard actually and stuff but one of his sons is like struck with an arrow or something. And you remember this part just a little bit, like he's struck with an arrow and then, or what? No, doesn't he? No,
1: go ahead. I'm trying to think.
0: Yeah. Or or am I, cause am I I wrong? I think you're right. Okay. Cause 'cause, well, what it was is the, the blood Raven was like, it was just neat to hear that Sir Eustace, Sir Eustace, um, Osgrey is telling sort of like some of the truths about, you know, the winner gets to sort of write, the history. The history. Right? And so to hear his side of things, I think, sort of told another story about how fierce Damon fought and how close right. he was.
1: And well, basically, they could have won yeah. if he, Damon wouldn't have gone back for his... Yeah. They said know. basically because, like, basically, as soon as they said that it, nothing, n- the, none of it mattered if Damon died. Exactly. Like, as soon as Damon died, it was over. But they right. said, like, had, Damon, had Damon not yeah gone back, then... Right he probably would have won yeah because the blood raven saw that weakness and saw him go back for his
0: i believe it was his son yeah uh, one of his sons and and while there was he was dying there but he wouldn't leave his side yeah and so they they played upon that weakness and they struck him down with arrows from afar and like he he was close to leading his forces you know um basically in i can't remember which it was either makar targaryen because balor uh, break spear came in from behind and so all they had to do was just get up over this ridge and they basically could have broke through to kings landing and they would have won yeah but then once once their leader fell and then um they th- that hesitation after he fell too allowed the forces to come in from the south um and basically uh overwhelm them so yeah but that was really cool to, to to hear that. I mean, we we need to go in. There's mu- there's many more details and there's names that are associated with all of that.
1: So that's why we would do a separate Blackfire Rebellion, yeah. uh, discussion. But maybe that's what we'll, maybe that's what we'll do for our like lit review after. So yeah, we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll just for pull a all bit, the resources. Yeah, maybe it. for a bit we'll just do uh, like a Song of Ice and Fire, like or bigger like Westerosi theories and yeah. breakdowns and stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. Especially like yeah, try to tie some of these. Books and you know resources together. So,
0: um, but anyways, as they go, um, they, they talk about that a little bit, and it's interesting. But then surah's good good, um, lets him go, and yep. Dunk takes off, and uh, he actually changes. He's like, I, he has to look presentable. He's right. worried about being, you know, so he changes his garb into that really nice Dornish right. um, elm tree with the shooting star. So before he goes, yeah. Um, so as they get there, he. The, one of the first person that, that he comes across is, uh, oh, this is where it was. So right before they get there, they're going over compliments again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Egg and Dunk
1: are going over and compliments. And he says, like, I'll tell her she has good eyes.
0: Right, yeah, she yeah. good eyes. One of the funny things I wrote, I quoted it because I was listening to it. Um, he says, I'll make a comment. And he's talking, he, he rewords this phrase like three times. And the, by the third time, it got so ridiculous, I just have to read it to you. It's like, he finally decided to say, what a lovely gown, my lady. It brings out the lovely beauty of your beautifully colored eyes yeah and it's just so <laughs> like weird the way it, it was it's worded. dunk the, the lunk and yeah. it was it was awesome so um so as they get closer dunk notices all the water enough yep. to the uh, enough water that he says enough to drown a man yeah so i think it's some foreshadowing you know, oh yeah you don't say something like that it's sort of like without there being some foreshadowing going on um so dunk changes into his good garb um he notices as he's crossing over the moat he notices the old um checky flag slash lion um on the wall and then you got the spider banner so her
1: um red widow it's like a gray with like a red and black spider yeah yeah which is really which is really neat so um, which is uh you know some people were saying about her you know this was before that they were talking about like how she had all these different husbands and there and Mm -hmm. they were saying oh maybe she poisoned them and they're like well her sigil is a spider spider Yeah, yeah
0: exactly yep so that's how the stories start. Um so Dunk talks to a couple guards and they and he says, I'm here to treat and I'm here to, you know, see um um the Red Widow and he, they say you have to go through Sir Lucas long long inch. Uh it was, did I, is I write that wrong?
1: <laughs> yeah, long nope. Yes, yeah, long inch. Is it long inch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was what I thought too. I was, I was like, like, Oh, wait, that's kinda
0: of... wait a second. because um, they
1: were t- they were talking about him being bigger than Dunk. Well, so
0: that, that was what you what was thought. Now you know what was interesting in the very beginning of this book. I forgot to mention this when they were in Dorn, One of the maesters there measured Dunk, and he said he was just he was one inch shy of seven foot. Yeah. Did you, so I six so eleven I, six that blew me away. And what they say about Sir Lucas Longinch is that he is six foot seven, or that's what Dunk when Dunk sees him, he sizes him up to be about six foot seven. And he's supposed to be a tall guy, six seven. that's pretty tall. But Dunk's got a good three to four inches on him.
1: Yeah, but they say that uh, Sir Gregor Clegane is closer to eight feet tall. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, again, at this time, that's pretty – I mean, seven-foot-tall a knight. I mean, gee, many Christmas. I mean, seven-foot-tall,
1: yeah, that's a great deal. You know, so
0: it, well, and what's interesting is I don't think Sir Dunk – is done growing. That's what they said. He was like, he's like, there's one thing you know. Uh, Pennytree always said, there's one thing that you're good at, and that's growing. And he feels like he's still growing. Yes,
1: yeah, so maybe he does get that. Tall. So
0: I think he might get a little bit taller. I don't know if he's going to get all the way to eight foot, but I mean, yeah.
1: close enough. You know. So, um, well, then he talks about he talks about his skill, and he's like, you don't have to be the most skilled if because size makes up for a lot of it. Yeah,
0: right. And oftentimes, yeah, he, he thinks about how he can overpower, and he weighs more than four stones over somebody or what have what, whatever it may be. Um, but he has to go talk to this Lucas Longinch.
1: What a dumb name. <laughs> <It's> so dumb. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but he, Lucas Inchfield, better known as Lucas the Longinch. <laughs> so Inchfield is his name. A, a, yeah, House Inchfield is an actual house. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Because I was
0: like, did I get this right or not? Um, and the guy's just kind of a jerk. But there's this other person named Sef, Sef,
1: Sefton. Sef, yeah, uh, Sefton the like Septon. S- yeah which is i Seth wrote it down it's like seven stemptom or it, yeah something, like that, something yeah. like
0: that and he says he goes yeah it sucks the the, the septum says like it's hard to say and uh, it's my name sorry <laughs> um but he's kind of a happy-go-lucky guy free-spirited type of guy and long inch is just really kind of nasty he insults dunk actually says to the, he goes if it were up to me i'd hang you right now yeah i'm like whoa those are those are some those are some fighting words you know so, anyways, um, really what they want, though, is Sir Bennis Brown, the, the Brown Knight. They right. want him because he drew blood, and that was, that was a bad idea. So, all right. So, here we go. They, uh, Longinch decides, all right, I'm going to take you in. I'm going to take you in to see, um, I forget her name again, Lady... How's Weber? Webber. Yep, Lady Weber. Yeah. And as they go in there, he notices, oh, she's pretty. She's in her late 30s and 40s and he starts to demand the water back, et cetera. People are kind of laughing at him. He doesn't really know why, and that's not actually um, the, la- the the right lady. Right. They, said him, they They played a joke on him. They basically showed him someone else who was actually Lady Rowan, Yeah. Um, her sister, I guess, her older yeah. sister. And um, earlier when he was in the yard watching um, Long Inch and those guys fight, there was a lady, um, a, a shorter lady who was shooting the arrows. Yeah. Right. Who was shooting arrows and was doing really well. She walks in and she kind of scolds the court a little bit and he finds out, Oh, she's I'm talking to the wrong lady. Right. You know? So this just one of those like dunk the lunk like yeah. but they had really played it up. That was that was right. not that was not his fault. Um so Matt, this part, uh,
1: this part's funny. This This part, part, this part is funny. This part's great. Yeah. So basically she walks in and dunks, you know, trying to compliment her. And do you have some of the quotes written down? I have one and I'm I'm off the top of my head, which was like, I just have the best one. I just had the freckles one. That's all Oh, the freckles. one. before that, when he says, I think it's before that, when he says,
0: Oh, I do know what she, okay. So he actually starts to say, he's like, he's like your gown. And she's like, what gown? yeah yeah and then but then after that like because we're coming back to your part he says uh what was the other thing that he was going to compliment her on her soft hair yeah she goes have you ever touched my hair yeah
1: yeah. and then and then and then he says oh your hair is so red and she's like not as red as your face face. yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so he just sort of ran out of you know compliments or whatever and um it was just really kind of cool to see him you know, he's th- you get this inner monologue, this this like, he's thinking to himself about you know, or inner dialogue, I guess, where he's thinking about how she looks, and he's just like, she's pretty, she's yeah. really pretty, I wonder, yeah. I wonder and she's if got uh, she's got freckles on her face, and he goes, I wonder if she's got freckles freckles elsewhere. You know? <laughs> like
1: I wonder, I wonder if they're all over. And you know, <laughs> you we know? we got that too with you know in the in the first book where Dung's trying to talk to Tanzel, and he's yeah. like, you're almost tall enough. To she's like, for what? Yes. Yeah. And he's thinking like for me. <laughs> for me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So super, super cool. Um and she I think is intrigued. It says that she stares at his chest for a long moment. Yeah. You know, stares Dunk's at his big old dude. chest. Yeah. A real man. The real man walking in there. <laughs> and so she's just sort of this she's twenty five. You find out that she's very pretty. She's twenty five years old. I actually find out that her first husband, she explained, uh, he died when she was ten. Yeah. So he he, he was twelve. Yeah. So she was like, and my last husband died in this this past spring of sickness,
1: and so you get very quickly. Yeah. Her her first two husbands are unknown. Her third one was Simon Staunton mm-hmm. from House Staunton. There's literally he died choking on a chicken bone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And then <clears throat> her fourth husband is Roland Urfring. Mm-hmm. Um, a knight in the house of the Yurfring during the reign of Damon Second Targaryen. Uh, he died great sickness
0: yeah in the sickness yeah. so so she mentions the first and the last one as to how they died uh she just says that you know he was i forget the 12 year old died for for something and then she didn't even really know him you know yeah. and then died and then the other one died in the spring of sickness i won't, I won't say
1: anything else about her other marriages but because they uh
0: yeah spoilers. I was not saying that, yeah. Uh, yeah when i was looking stuff up i was like oh yeah there it is but um so after Dunk's done, done complimenting um, her a different thing, she says we need to discuss. Let's take this to a private chamber and discuss yeah. discuss further, right? Um, they do make a short little mention. She she looks at his elm, the his tree and the shooting star, and she likes it, you know. and yeah. he's just like it's meant to be an elm and you know shooting star and things like yeah. that. And so it's just like what does it mean? You know, yeah. it's sort of
1: like what's the meaning behind it? Yeah. So that's pretty much, pretty much the, it that's pretty much the chapter
0: that's it that's that's our that's the first part so i mean it goes into we got like i got like 10 15 seconds of like the septum sets up a meeting and they get the maester in there but we have yet to see him sit down and uh talk with her you yeah know? so what do you think so
1: far i mean i like it i don't i think it's just i like i think i like the first one better because this one was a lot more about there's a lot of reminiscing in it and there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, it's just different, I guess. I just kind of like the first one better. Cause it was maybe it was just cause it seemed new and exciting. I'm like, right. Oh wow, this is mm-hmm. cool. You know, this one's also a little bit longer. Yeah. It's all, it's a little bit longer and it's, it's really wordy. Right. Like it's not just it's not just like the other book was a little more simple, yeah. Um, whereas this one's like a little more wordy, and there's there's a lot. It's like you're real. You re- there's a lot of references. You're you've really got to be into the world, yeah. Um, and you almost need, like I said, I had to stop and I had to say,
0: okay, what's going? Uh, who? Yeah,
1: this this lord
0: to figure out which side they were on during the the Blackfire Rebellion. You have to sort of look up these lesser lords and trace them back to um certain sides which was which was neat i liked doing that Um, and you have to pay attention to all the different references so so yeah i liked it Um, i think it's good i think it's gonna i think we're i think the second half of this is gonna be way better everything that i I saw that was alluded to and hinted at and stuff because she um when they mentioned that dunk has a squire um she also gets really kind of he says she turns from a girl of uh five and 20 or however the reference is 25 to like 15 she seems like she's all about seeing this this little squire so she seems like a little flirt like she's just you know ready to meet someone new and she's just looking for new suitors um that's actually they thought the septon thought that you know um that dunk had come from king's landing and was a potential new suitor that's what they were all were hoping, right, yeah, but right now it's like, ah, oh, it's turned into this thing with Ozrey, it's like, gosh, you know, do you have to settle this, and we'll get into which side she landed on during the Blackfire rebellion, which mm-hmm. I think is which I think is sort of the turning point here as we get into the next chapter, so all right,
1: um gosh that was that was a lot, but it is yeah, you know i'm good. just I'm just thinking here, uh, it's. I'm trying to find out when The Hedge Knight was originally written or when it was like originally published because it's saying it was 2005, which isn't true. That's when the graphic novel was produced. So I'm just trying to think. Like if, well, I remember 98 if, was when. Okay, so it was 98, yeah. 98 was when The Hedge Knight was was originally published yeah but okay so so if that's the case i think that sets a lot that's that's a lot i think why the writing style for this one so gur had just finished a storm of swords he's working on a feast for crows and then he's doing this like Mm -hmm. along with it so you're getting into a feast of crows which as a lot of people know like a feast of crows and a dance of dragons are pretty much like one book yeah and so maybe because he was like Mm -hmm. He hadn't finished a feast for crows yet, and he was at this time still thinking, "Oh, it's going to be one book." But he's also doing a yep. dance with dragons. I got Because when he was writing that, he thought it was going to be one book, yep. and then the publishers were like, "No, you're going to have yep. to split it up." And so maybe he, while he was writing this book, he was like, "Oh, well, maybe I can just kind of like supplement some stuff in," and you know, you know how we know how Ger yeah. gets, yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. you know. So I think I think that's that's why I'm that's why it's starting to seem like. Okay, this is what it is. Because he finished A Clash with Kings in 1998. So he was probably mostly done with A Clash for Kings when mm-hmm. he was writing the first book, which is why it's probably a little, it's a little bit shorter. Yeah. And so he's probably like, okay, I can just bang out a simple yeah. little story here that I've probably been working on for like a couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What he's thinking when he's writing that main series too, he's thinking back to these, he loves to add history and he loves right. to add you know context to these different battles and wars. I actually have to say, I used to say these stories were kind of like, oh, is, he, is Gert really spending his time writing these? That's why it's slowing down right. getting through the series. But no, he's just going, he's very thorough. And yeah. I'm loving this. So I'm like, I'm glad he wrote it. Because yeah. it's one of the, my favorite things that he has written, honestly. Oh, yeah. And it's been so, because Dunk now is like one of my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. If not like my favorite character. Uh, yeah. That's just because I'm reading him right now.
1: But still. You and know, he has uh, more of these little, I mean, they're different these little stories. He's planning more too. Yeah. The problem is how they're released. Like they're not just released as books. Like these were originally released in like, it was this thing called like legends, Mm -hmm. um, which was like a bunch of um, I'm looking at like it was, so it'd be like a bunch of like fantasy writers all wrote these like little individual stories and they all like from whatever their series were and it was like put in there. So you had to buy it as like a volume. So you didn't just get like Duncan Egg, you had to go buy this thing because he's into this weird thing called like, I don't it's called like the Hugo Awards. He's like always, yeah, the Hugo about Awards it. are big, yeah, yeah. And so he's he's all about these, like, yeah, yeah, these things. It's just so odd because I think for a lot of people, it's just like, well, I just turn on HBO and I go, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or okay, well, I guess there's a book, I'll go get the book, right? And they don't realize, like, there's all this other stuff, and you know,
0: yeah, I'm glad the people who did a history of Westeros or like, um, the Ice and Fire book uh, the people who worked on the wiki page and they helped him sort of write this book. Apparently I'm glad they did that because there's so much that they were able to get down in book form. That was basically canonized. I mean, this is like, this is canon now. And it's like really cool that Ger did
1: that and it's done
0: while he's still here. And then he's writing
1: more, you know, because a lot of these, a lot of the, a lot of the, I guess the history like we get in such small little pieces, Mm -hmm. but like if you, you honestly could probably, if you were to just go in and cut and like paste, you probably could actually pull out like two or three stories from the main series because you'll like, you'll get like a little reference. Like one person will like be talking about one thing, you know what I mean? Like when isn't it uh bear to telling Daenerys about like, some of the other Targaryens, the mad king mm-hmm. and stuff like that yep. so we actually have yep. this long history actually of the mad king but it's told so by so many different people right and stuff so but there's not there's not like a chapter like on that event right yeah
0: it is and it's so spread out through all these different books that's why the people who did the wiki it's amazing <laughs> that they po- they went into those books and said okay let's pick a character and see where in these books he was referenced and They're it's really cool oh person. yeah
1: on the, on the wiki they have it all it'll say like is this quote about him from referenced. this book, quote about the, yeah. yeah, it's really good. They've
0: done an amazing job on that, and I think that's why I want to get the, the name of the book right. It's the World of Ice and Fire: The Untold yeah. History of Westeros and Game of
1: Thrones. Yeah, um, I do, What I, what I, the only thing I could do, kind of hope is, and I don't, and I think this is something that Ger won't do, is look at the way J.K. Rowling handles, um, like Harry Potter canon. Where it almost feels like She goes on Twitter And she's like Well no I changed my mind Or no, no I wish I didn't do yeah. this I wish I didn't do And I don't think Gers that type of person I think that's why Gers taking his time Yes And like If you look at The Harry Potter series um, Where she was almost like There's the movies coming And she's like I have to get this done Which again As I've talked about before mm-hmm. On Swish and Flick Our friends with Swish and Flick yep. uh-huh. And with Ez yeah. I feel like The seventh book Is so rushed When you're reading it It just feels Like rushed yeah, and so I think that's why Gurr's taking so long, and probably, be, and probably he is writing these other stories, right? But as we've seen from here, these stories are so good that I'm really, well, yeah. I'm, my my big thing is
0: too. I hope that he doesn't do what J.K. Do, did and rush through them. And I think he's, I don't think he is. I think that's well, been the big I, if, thing. If he was, then we'd already have it because the
1: because seri- the show's coming right. up.
0: Well, well I mean, up. even even now, and actually, I think yeah, you're right. It's a good indicator that he hasn't. Right.
1: obviously but then
0: even going forward people are always pushing him because what's been this many years since the game of thrones ended don't let that affect you you the reason yeah. he doesn't have to go back and do what you're saying is because nice he's thi- thorough and yeah. has thought about it yeah. beforehand
1: yeah know? the nice thing is is that after next year if we do get game of thrones then it's over and it's not like he's going to have to go promote the show or do any, executive produce right. the show or anything or I don't think that he's actually like fine. He's not like on set doing stuff, but he's still yeah. like oversees it. I'm sure he has phone conversations with HBO yeah. and all these people all the time. Right. Um, but so once that's done, then he can just focus on the book. Cause he has like 60 something. Like he's like yeah. almost like 70 years old. I think like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you on all that. So. Like I'd be fine if the show ended. Cause I think it's more than likely at this point anyway, if the show ended and we just got the book yeah yeah i don't need it before the end no i
0: don't either i, I, I do
1: however need more of these at some point in i know in the future. i know Actually, that's <laughs> the crazy thing
0: is, is like i'm i'm almost more invested now in like the Dunkin' egg tales and like learning about all this yeah this and i think stuff. there's
1: i think there's plans to do a lot of like the blackfire rebellion and all these targaryen yeah. like the old Targaryen, like the dance the actual dance with dragons right mm-hmm. yeah yeah which would, that would be really cool. That that's the yeah. That, that's and the, that's there's so to. many cool houses, especially now that like in this book where they're talking about all these like tiny little houses, like the Osgrays and I know stuff like yeah. that. It's like you know, like they Dorne, them. man. Like Dorne has a, probably has a lot of cool oh, history, and like right. the Greyjoys. Right? right. I mean, the Greyjoys are such a unique. House like there's no other house like them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like and like the land. All these houses are cool. Like the Baratheons. Like yeah, so cool. And then
0: you have all of their different. Like we've learned a lot about the Starks, like you said earlier on.
1: Yeah, I mean the Starks Um, like like, the main characters, right? But I mean
0: we've learned a lot about their lesser lords. Yeah. And so like to so now we're getting into the reach and we're getting into other areas where we're learning about lesser lords from other major houses of the Seven Kingdoms. So. Yeah, I think the more
1: we get yeah. to that, I'm I'm gonna be happy. But I just I want history and everything. Like I want like dragon. Like you know, we were looking at the map today, and like I always kind of forget like Dragonstone. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, Dragonstones. It's like, what was it? Like, what was Dragonstone's purpose? Because if you have King's Landing, yep. Why is the why is it necessary to have? Do you want to know? So go ahead. Yeah,
0: it, interesting. In the world of Ice and Fire, one of the first things they talk about is, oh gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna botch this. Um, I mean, we know in the Valeria. show. Yeah. Okay, so it was destroyed, right? Right. One of its western, let's see, one of its westernmost outposts. Okay. Yeah. For that whole like realm and kingdom was Dragonstone.
1: So it was all the way over. So they Westeros. had they had
0: an outpost over there before even like, like the Andals. They didn't really care too much about it. It was just sort of a spot that they controlled um, from Valeria. Yeah, and so. Basically, that with some of the last Targaryens, when they fled, they went to that last remaining outpost. And that's where Aegon's conquest starts.
1: So then, okay, so then once they got the dragons, I was like, we're going to take over Westeros.
0: Right, and they had dragons. Yeah. I mean, they had dragons, and they you had all these lesser lords kind of fighting. It's really, if you get a chance to listen, we'll, we'll, that's next. Yep. That's what we're doing, that is, is, the, is the world of ice and fire, is to go listen to it as a textbook and really talk about the histories and Aegon's yeah. Conquest. So. Yeah, because
1: I'm just, man, I, every time I look at the map, I'm just looking at all these things, like the eerie. Like, we never, the eerie is so cool, but we never really hear about well, it. Well, and you know, there's something, too, to be said. Like, what we forget is in Game of Thrones and like, um, in the show, was, Yeah, talking about the show. Yeah, well,
0: actually, actually the book, the first book, and the the houses. Maybe it's the second book, but that are mentioned. They mention some of those, uh, some of the lesser houses there. It's just so cool to see where they're mentioned because then when they actually get to the Erie, you actually meet some of those people. Yeah, and you start to meet. Uh, you hear about – you just hear references to these different houses. And you're like, where is that? Yeah. Who
1: are those people? We, like one of the out? things I'm looking at here, if you, if you look at your map, like the Isle of Faces, I think that's going to come into play this next season. I I could see a situation where like – Yeah, isn't the Isle of Faces – doesn't house lead? Reed... That's where like there's a lot of weirwood trees are there. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's kind of like the main place. That's so it right. seems to me yeah. like, okay, yeah. they would maybe go there. But, you know, now we're just like we're getting – like that's right you know, it's just that's what I really like about this Dunkin' Egg series is we're getting oh, you know, like all these like Ashford. Okay. It's like if you look at it, it's a pretty big deal. It's like right next to Summerhall. It's like mm-hmm. not too far from the Kingswood and King's Landing and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. High Garden and all this stuff and you know, and now we're getting it and now we're getting these like smaller little town places. It's it's awesome to be honest.
0: Right, yeah. Um one of the mentions of, you know, the Isle of Faces is in A Storm of Swords. Mira Reed tells Brant uh, Stark a story about um, the chronic who went to the Isle of Faces yep. in the year of the false spring um, and remained there um, a while before traveling to the tourney of Hall and different things in which the, the Night of the Laughing Tree participated. Yep. You know, like, so. Yo, Harrenhal's wear, right there.
1: Right, exactly. But just these where these things. that's where everything starts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, but there's there's this yeah there's just so much like mystery shrouds that place, and there's there's other places where it's sort of like um, the werewoods are a big deal. Like actually, when we talk about a world of ice and fire, the werewoods and where they're at, and who who cut them down and who didn't, it's sort of a big de- who who mm-hmm. worships the old gods and who doesn't. Really interesting in the history to look at how the battle with the children took place and mm-hmm. stuff. It's just super yeah. cool. So. All right, guys. Uh, I think that's it for, for this. Uh, we kind of got a little sidetracked there, but there's just so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. We love talking about this world uh, that Gur has created. So we'll be back uh, next Sunday with a with part two. We'll wrap up The Sworn Sword and, uh, and tell you what happens and give you our thoughts on it and try to provide as much context as we can. I think on the first one, you know, we just wanted to listen to it and just kind of get our thoughts out there. But now we're getting into, we're understanding that world 100 years before. And it's so much fun. So, all right, guys, stay tuned and stay hungry.